Listening to Country Life with Morgan O'Flaherty on Westernwick 102 FM. How are you doing, folks? You're very welcome. You're tuned to Westernwick 102 FM. I'm your host, Morgan O'Flaherty, for the next whatever it'll be, half an hour this morning, whatever it's going to be. Um, we had a slight bit of a mishap, but nothing major, nothing that we, we can't get around and get over. Um, I suppose earlier on in the week we'll start off with this look. We're going to talk this morning about Massey Ferguson's. As we all know, we all know the, 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 the of course, the Grey Ferguson, as it's referred to, um, and, the, and the 35 and the 35X. So we all know the Red Tractor. The Red Tractor is, is known far and wide, worldwide, as, the, of course, the Massey Ferguson. And I suppose just to do a small bit of the history of the Massey Ferguson, um, Harry Ferguson started off, I think it was above in Tyrone, and he started off with his brother building bicycles. And they went on from there, and Harry Ferguson was one of the first men to fly a plane in Ireland. It was a, it was a competition. Um, who, could fly, who could build and fly the first plane? And um, Harry Ferguson entered the competition, and he, he successfully won it. And I think the prize money at the time was something close to about 500 pounds, which was a phenomenal amount of money, going back probably in the, I'm not too good at dates, but I'm thinking probably the, the late 30s, there, thereabouts, and what he done with that money is he invested it into his own garage, and he started importing tractors. Now, the name has slipped my mind. There were a three-wheel tractor. There's a man here in Limerick that has one, and um, I'm trying to, I, I'm going to come around him and I'm going to corner him. Um, if anybody knows exactly who I'm talking about, it's a three wheel tractor. He has a couple of them, I think they're the only ones in Ireland. Tell him that Morgan O'Flaherty is looking for him to interview him and to talk about his tractors on the, on the radio if he'd be, if he'd be willing. Um, but I spoke to two gentlemen this week. I spoke to an absolute fantastic gentleman by the name of Colin Gleeson. Colin Gleeson is he's the ARE manager over Northern Ireland and the South of Ireland. He is Massey. He is Mr. Massey, we're going to call him. Um, Colin is the man. If, if He deals with all the, the dealerships throughout Ireland. Um, if a dealership wants to buy or acquire or whatever, I would say if you want to buy a tractor where do you go to Whelan's or where do you come down to Tralee to Don Holland um, Don Holland in a Whelan's will talk to to Colin and Colin will get the tractor that's kind of how it works he, he's, the, he's the man he's the man in Ireland um, here's what Colin had to say to me I spoke to Colin earlier on in the week and um, I hope you um, enjoy what he has to say how are you doing Colin? Very good, Morgan. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, well, thanks for coming on with us. We, we, we understand you're a busy man this time of the year. Um, I suppose for people that mightn't be listening earlier on, to my introduction, Colin, Colin Whelan, isn't it? Gleeson. my apologies. Colin Gleeson, you're, okay. you're probably uh, what I refer to as, well, I call you the, the, the top Massey salesman in Ireland. Well, the, the correct title, I suppose, is uh, I'm the area sales manager for, for Ireland, so that covers 
Northern Ireland and, and the Republic, so the, the the entire island, yes. Very good, fair play to you. Um, I suppose, look, Colin, we all know Massey. There's, there's, there's absolutely nobody listening that hasn't seen a Massey or probably been close to Massey. I suppose uh, we, we spoke earlier on there to another fellow about the Grey Fergusons and all that, you know. They started out from a bicycle shop, really and truthfully. But I suppose you're going to talk to us about the, the, the more recent times, Banner Lane and so on and so forth. But where's Massey at? <laughs> as of that time and so on yeah um i thought look um, I, w- I won't get into the vintage side because um there's, there'll be people some of your listeners there that would be well versed in all that side and a lot better versed than me yeah. um i suppose look number one massive ferguson um, an iconic brand uh, worldwide brand and as you say widely known by by, by lots of people yeah. um you know it, you think of all these celebrities outside of agriculture and if they're asked for a tractor brand they'll probably blurt out Massey Ferguson Yeah, uh, so that just gives you the, the brand status um, Massey it's owned by ICO um, I suppose just to who are ICO ICO were founded in 1990 um, and today ICO own um, tractor brands that will be well known Massey Ferguson Fent and Valtra mm-hmm. um, so Massey was purchased in 94 by, by ICO um, I suppose one of the biggest decisions that I could then took on behalf of Massey Ferguson was was in relation to Banner Lane. Um, Banner Lane, they closed um, in 2002, at the end of 2002, and this was after 56-odd years of, of tractor production. Yes. And over 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 3 million tractors had had, had been produced in the plant. The production was switched to Beauvais in, in France. Now, Beauvais wasn't a brand-new startup at that stage, Bovey well, had been in, in existence since 1960, but the decision back in 2002 was uh, to, to switch all production of, of everything above uh, 80 horsepower uh, to to Beauvais in Paris. Over oh, yeah. Uh, and is 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 Paris your kind of own Beauvais in Paris? Is that your own European kind of manufacturing place in our? Tractor-wise, um, yes, uh, yes, and no. Um, basically, for 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 everything above eighty horsepower to four hundred horsepower, yeah, it, it is Beauvais. Mm-hmm. Um, and for 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 tractors below that horsepower, we also have a facility in 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 China. Okay. So um, Beauvais will be will be the main plant where everything above eighty horsepower, all the way to four hundred, um, uh, comes through. Brilliant, brilliant. And we say, you know, I suppose you're, you're talking massive horsepower there. You know, we're we're here in West Limerick and North Kerry. Like four hundred horsepower, like that's to me that's a colossal machine altogether. Like even though I know a lot of contractors now are up in three hundred horsepower, but would you have a lot of a market in Ireland for for that that amount of horsepower? At that size of tractor, uh, Morgan, it it'll be it'll be quite small to be honest, and it'd be yeah. small as an industry. So you know, just not just massive areas for for all brands. I, I suppose look just to. Uh, you know, just to uh, that people may not be aware, the industry in Ireland is shy of two thousand units. Um, so it's not a not a, a massive industry. You know, when yeah. you can think of, of two thousand units for all brands. Yes. Um, you know, where does the bulk of the business take place? The bulk of the business takes place somewhere between a hundred horsepower and south of two hundred horsepower. Right. Definitely two thirds of the two thirds of the market occurs there. You go above two hundred horsepower, under three hundred horsepower, you're probably talking about. 300 odd units in its entirety yeah. for all brands 
and then obviously you know go over 400 oh, 400 horsepower uh, you're talking about a lot of number so not not a not, not a not a massive not a massive industry but the, the main part of the industry for us all for for Massey and and, and everybody else is somewhere between um uh, 100 and, and and 200 horsepower fantastic yeah and tell me i suppose you mentioned banner lane there i suppose any any fellow like myself that's kind of into vintage and I suppose looking back at the history of of Massey and so on and so forth, I suppose we'll say twenty. I suppose it's nearly thirty you know, odd years later after Banner Lane's closure, was it a successful decision? I think um, look, it it has been. I look, I I started with Massey back in two thousand and four, so I was actually fortunate. Um, to um to go to Banner Lane, and know was HQ was still there. The massive tower block was still there at the time, yeah. and HQ was HQ Farine, which was Europe, Africa, the Middle East, employing about five hundred people, and it remained that way up until two thousand and six, before HQ moved out a couple of miles down the road to Abbey Park. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, it was it was it was fantastic to go in and see the place because yeah. you know I've never been there, and when I joined Massey, you know, I can remember. Uh, been a young fella and you go to the spring show or go to the ploughing okay and you'd be collecting supplement in the farmer's journal yeah. and I always had this vision okay of a couple of people that um, or faces that were synonymous with Massey and lo and behold one of them was John Dillon who I was replacing John was retiring mm-hmm. and the other two people were a guy called Tony Bourne who was the product guy and a lady who has since passed on Marion Kendrick and she was I suppose the, the admin lady for the sales fans in the shows so when I joined Massey here these people were these three people were still there, so it was actually great to see, yeah. you know, to see those people. Okay, and the, you know, this the, the still were with the brand. And to work um, them. Yeah, look, it has moved above a HQ was still in 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 Stony in the UK f- um, f- for 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 Europe um, and for Europe Middle East um, and above like you know above for anybody that knows above it's a pretty big plant. Um, yeah, above you know above is employing. 2,300 people. It's a 30 hectare size. Uh, anybody that has um, gone to France via Ryanair and flown into Beauvais, well, you know, a five-minute taxi ride brings you to downtown Beauvais where the factory is located. Um, and as I said earlier, you know, everything from, from 80 horsepower up to 400. So basically, you know, in, in today's money, you're talking about 5,700 series, 6,700 series, yeah. 7,700 series, 8,700, all that's coming out of Beauvais. Fantastic. I would say, not talking of Beauvais, is it? Would it be possible then for maybe somebody listening or someone? Is is it possible to do a tour of the factory or? It is. It is. Look, I suppose look this year is obviously because of COVID, all that is yeah. is knocked in the head. But like exactly what you're asking, you know, in the past, what what will have happened is, for example, Don Holland, who um, um, who um, put me onto you there, and. Um, you know, Don would have a request from um, a customer that was maybe going to um, Disneyland Paris, but they were flying into Beauvais, and they would request, you know, is it possible to get a tour of the factory? So usually what happens is, there's, there's no issue. Um, obviously, you have, you have to validate the date that uh, a tour does exist, and you're you're co-opted into a tour that will be taking place. So that's not an issue because, um, you know, you have an interpreter, okay, you have a headset, um, the factory tour is roughly about a half a day. It's actually it's, it's actually brilliant to see and brilliant to um you know to see the tractor coming in okay in his raw form and next thing somebody's cranking it up at the end of the line and driving it off. Yeah. So it, it it is possible to do. 
This year it's obviously a strange one because of COVID, but yes. in a normal year, yes, it is. Of course, you, you mentioned Dan Holland there for people that might know who Dan Holland was. Dan Holland would be, well, he'd be my local Massey Ferguson dealer or agent anyway. He's just there inside in the, the, the Mart complex there and truly out towards Carcelly. John's a gentleman, um, Kerry Tractors, and you know, John, Don is one of those guys that actually was an, an MF technician many months ago. And right, okay. believe it or not, um, you know, he will still get a phone call from other dealers in the network, okay, uh, trying to uh, address a problem that's something that they haven't got their head around. That yeah. Don will have got his head around it and, and knows what to do, but an absolute, absolute gentleman. No, and, I, um, I couldn't, I've been the crack of business. And a couple of different occasions over different things, and I couldn't, I couldn't knock him at all. And tell me, does Don then does he cover all of Limerick or or and Kerry or have you another? Um, no, no what we what we've done there is we the territory we've assigned the territory to to Wheelands Kilrush. So right, yeah. most of your listeners uh, will be aware that Wheelands Wheelands Kilrush or Wheelands Kilrush, Wheelands Ennis, Wheelands Loch Ray, mm-hmm. um, we assigned the Limerick territory to Wheelands. And it's our intention with Whelan's to to open a depot somewhere around the Kamalak area in the near future. Oh, um, so that, there, there are plans. So we hopefully that that will happen uh, pretty soon for us. That's absolutely fantastic. You, you you might let us know when that is, and we might talk to you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Look, I just tell you a story on Whelan's, um, um, Morgan. That when we when I started okay in a previous guys I, I used to work with Lely Welger Whelan's obviously were, were Renault dealers yeah and they were probably doing about 20 odd Renaults a year which was, was impressive and when, when when I started okay we our dealer I suppose at the time was probably more a parts dealer than, than, than a whole goods dealer mm-hmm. and we made the change we made the change you know, after after a couple of years in the point of Whelan's and I remember our first year they did 80 odd tractors into County Clare which was phenomenal Yeah. and um, you know and the dealership obviously they've grown pretty big okay and obviously you have, have um, you know gone up the west coast a little but um, very very strong dealer and, and I suppose hence a reason to um, yeah. you know to, to assign the limited territory to them you see you're dealing with people that have a that have a name created for themselves a name of quality and a name of reliability over the last however many number of years Look, I think that's key, and I think, look, to be honest, Morgan, you know, I, you know, I believe no matter what you sell, unless you have the dealer to back it up, yeah, it, it won't matter, uh, matter a damn. Okay, you need to back up. If not, we could all turn up and collect our tractors in Rosslare and take them home with you. Yeah, uh, no. that's not the way it works. No, it's not. we're probably very, very fortunate from a Massey point of view. You know, when you look at all the country from from the north all the way down to the south, we've we've fourteen dealers. Um, yeah. Some of those dealers have second and third depots. Some of them use a, use a sub dealer. So basically, oh, if you equate that to, to coverage, okay, you're roughly talking a dealer to every county and a half, yeah. which is a dealer to a, a local industry of 150 units. Yeah, so you know the coverage is pretty impressive, and, is, and, and, and as a result, Massey, and you know, it, it has strong thanks to those dealers. Yeah, you haven't the market exactly flooded in with dealers neither. You know, every, correct. Yeah, every correct. Dealer yeah, gets, correct. A, gets a share. Yeah, correct. Yeah. But look, I mean, look, the, the the change that is happening, Morgan, is okay. And you know, if just forget about forget about Ireland, okay. You know, look beyond, okay, and and look at what's happening globally. And you know, most of your list, listeners will know there's been quite a few takeovers, buyouts, acquisitions in recent times by yeah. by big tractor manufacturers. That's 
a consequence, okay, of contraction in the market, farms getting bigger, lesser farmers there. And, and, and the idea is if, if, if we'll sell uh, you Morgan a tractor, well, they, they also have the ability to sell you a Massey Moore or Massey Rake yeah. or Massey Bale or whatever the case may yeah. be. And, you know, and that's what's happening in the industry, okay? And it's not just what's happening at home, okay? It's been driven globally, okay? And, um, you know, it, it's, it's eventually, okay, going to uh, arrive in England and Ireland and, and the smaller markets. It is, of course, yeah, and they're going to be just... But I suppose, like you said, if you go into a place like Whelan's or into Don Holland and they have a sprayer and they have a mower and they have a loader and they have all the, yeah. the extra so one column. One-stop one shop, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell me, I suppose, you know, one thing that used to be here where I'm living at the moment in North Kerry, um, going back, I suppose, probably in the late 80s, 90s or whatever, there used to be a lot of Massey combines. Mm-hmm. And... Are Massey still manufacturing combines and, and we say tillage equipment like that or what's the, the story with that? Tillage equipment, no. Uh, combines, yes. Um, the combine plant's actually in Italy, in Berganza, in Italy. Um, oh, so originally, it, originally we the plant in, in, in Randers in, in Denmark uh, a number of years ago. It was closed um, and it, I suppose it coincided with, with the purchase of, of La Verde and Laverda and Fella, okay, so people would know Fella from the grass side of it and Laverda mm-hmm. would have been a combine manufacturer. So combine production uh, stayed in Italy, in, in Bergan's, uh, in what was the old um, Laverda factory. And so all combines that I co-produce, so whether it's in Massey colours or Fen colours, or to be honest, it's actually still uh, producing in that Laverda terracotta colour for the Italian market come out of factory in Bergans. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, that still takes place. And we, yeah, we do, I suppose, look, the market in Ireland isn't massive combine-wise. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm happy enough to say, actually, we've had a good year this year. I think we yeah. have about six or seven machines uh, gone out for harvest this year, which is an incredible year for us. It is really. Uh, put us up there with, with some of the bigger players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long may it last and hopefully it'll stay growing. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Tell you, I suppose... Colin, we all know that we all know the Grey Ferguson, the Grey mm-hmm. Ferguson, or the the one three five or the thirty five X. We're all there with them. But I suppose in more recent times, what what would Massey's I suppose best selling tractor, I suppose in Ireland or worldwide have been? Um, look, I suppose looking looking at home, um, you're probably talking, again, be mindful, okay, of the horsepower range that I mentioned to you earlier, mm-hmm. but you're, you're probably talking three models. You're probably talking 5712, which would be 120 horsepower. Yeah. Um, 6713 or 6715, so uh, the tractor between 130, 150 horsepower, um, uh, th- that tractor. And then as you get up to... Um, the 200 horsepower, either a 7718 or a 7720. So, yeah. five models, uh, Morgan. If, if to pick the volume one, probably the 5712. Yeah. Um, followed by and 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 any of the other four. But that's that's the they they would they would be the, the popular models uh, currently. Brilliant. I suppose, Colin, I want to put you on, on the spot here now, and I'm going to ask you for for as long as you've been with Massey, and if you were to we'll say take one tractor tomorrow morning over the last whatever 25 or 30 years what tractor would you take 
the fact that I actually haven't mentioned Alex Morgan's it's a, a six seven one eight, and yeah. how I haven't mentioned is I, I covered the North as well, and our dealer in the North, McIlderry, uh, John McIlderry, they're up in uh, in in, in Balamoney, so they're up near Giants Causeway. Yeah, and um, they sell a six seven one eight, which is a four cylinder um, um, uh, tractor, and um, that tractor is a hundred and eighty horsepower boost. It's a two hundred horsepower four cylinder. And um, people kind of say what when they say when they yeah. hear the four cylinder, but that's what the tractor does. Um, the dealer in question is the biggest retailer in Europe of that of that particular model of tractor, a six seven one eight. Yeah. And um, we don't we haven't sold them in in massive numbers in in the south because we have this mindset. Okay, but sure, you know, you go that horsepower, it should be a six cylinder. Yeah. But the tractor, but for anybody. Looking at the tractor and looking at the physical size of the tractor, you know your assumption is it is a six cylinder. Until you actually are told, okay, yeah. it's it's um it's a four cylinder. Um, but yeah, a, a huge performer, super tractor, and just on the engine, you know we're actually putting that engine in in a combine and we've turned up to two hundred twenty horsepower. So uh, the engine um the engine is well fit uh, to do to do what what Massey are currently looking for okay. looking out of the engine at the moment. Absolutely. What, what what brand engine is it? Is it your own brand or? No, sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. It's 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 um it's Sisu and which obviously Sisu uh, to be fair was a part of Valtra Valmet in the days gone by. But Valmet uh, was purchased by by Ico a number of years back. The idea was obviously they needed their engine plant, so by purchasing the Valtra or Valmet at the time, okay, Sisu uh, came with it. Sisu uh, was rebranded or renamed Ico Power. And so when you look at Mass here, look at Valtra, look at Fent, um, um, that engine, that C2 engine or Ico Power engine now has been fitted across the range. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. You know, and I suppose even for myself, you're talking about the C2 engines, the tractor I would have picked out of all the Massey range would have been kind of early 90s tractor, you know, the 36, 90s. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a C2 yeah. engine as well. They were, they were just... Uh, they are, that's uh, correct. Yeah, very good, yeah. Very good. I suppose, yeah. Colin, I suppose, jump ahead into the future. What's, you know, where, I suppose, anyone that's listening is aware that we have the Green Party in power here for, for however long they're going to be there and so on. And I suppose, look, they're going to be pushing emissions and everything down people's throats and... And add blue and everything else. What's coming down the line in, I suppose, the, the, the technology side of it? Well, look, I suppose from an emissions point of view and an engine point of view, the tractor industry is, you know, uh, pretty on top of where it should be or pretty on top of where the, the standards demand it to be. Yes. Um, at this stage, um, you know, we have, we're literally up to the latest uh, tier or mission, uh, mission standard where we're, we're nearly all tier five at this stage, or, or about to be all tier five. That brings us up all the way where we should be, and um, we do that um, by um, by using AdBlue, which basically AdBlue is basically the treatment of the exhaust emission in the exhaust area. So it's nothing not to do with the engine. And um, yeah, I think honestly, tractors are probably as you know we've mentioned four hundred horsepower. Tractors are probably as big as they're going to be. To be honest, more than I think yeah. what's going to happen is. There's probably going to be more autonomous vehicles. Yes. Um, in terms of diesel engines, 
um, will they go? I don't believe they will. Um, I, I, what I what I see is there there will be still battery power is obviously going to come in as as it's coming in, and when you when you look at what's going on, particularly in cars. And mm-hmm. um, but I suppose when you think of tractors, yes, battery power will come into it. But I can still see an engine there, albeit not probably not as big as what it is today, but it's still going to be there um, to keep the battery charged. Yeah. So um, that's where I see it. Now, look, I could be Stonewall wrong, but uh, I believe, you know, that's, that's what you do. But tractor won't get any bigger in horsepower, I don't believe so. But, you know, will you be sitting at home in your desk um, in control of three or four autonomous vehicles mm-hmm. doing a bit of weed in, 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 in lettuces or onions or something like that? Quite possibly in the future, yeah. Quite I, possibly. Don't, I, I don't think the the autonomous vehicle will know about the ESP pole or the stay wire. <laughs> possibly not, possibly yeah. not. Um, <laughs> possibly not. I think there, there used to be a video doing the rounds of uh, yeah. a poor unfortunate guy in the UK that he he was running guidance okay and he happened to be looking behind and he hit a pile. But look, you know, yeah. look, you're right, I suppose. Uh, Look, guidance, guidance is a big, is a big, is, is something that's there at the moment. Um, um, more and more people obviously are uh, looking for it or having it on their tractors. Yeah. Um, guidance, okay, for your listener is basically pass to pass accuracy. Um, um, and, and, and obviously you can denote the, the level of accuracy you run at. Mm-hmm. So it, it can be submeter, decimeter, centimeter. So submeter is somewhere between 15, 20 centimeter accuracy. Decimeter is between five and fifteen centimeters, and 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 um, the meter is plus or minus two centimeters. So, I suppose if you think of it, the wider the implement that you go, or the wider the work in which you go, the more critical your pass-to-pass accuracy is. Yes. So, uh, ideally, you don't want to be underlapping or overlapping because obviously there's a cost to that. Yeah. So, hence, you know, why people use guide. Yeah, like the overlap mightn't matter to the ordinary small farmer in in a small scale, but. When you're out there and you might be cultivating maybe a thousand acres or even a couple of hundred acres, you're going to be talking a couple of extra ton of seed or whatever. Absolutely, it does add up. But, but even on your, your look, you think you think of think of uh, your your dairy farmer, okay, that's out, you know, uh, doing a bit of paddock spreading on on a, yeah. on a you know a weekly basis or a, every couple of days basis, and um, you know many of them are using some form of guidance they could be using a simple uh, as simple as a, a Trimble 250 yeah. uh, guidance system okay lighting bar system okay for exactly that that they're not missing or they're not um, um, overlapping because as you said like fertiliser is not cheap and, and there is a cost to it so people are trying to, uh, to utilise it as, as efficiently uh, as possible so it, it's not just the it's not just the big man, okay. It it does come down even yes. to the to to the, to the small operator. Yeah, because I know I know of one particular friend of mine, and he has it, and he uses mm-hmm. it. But he this fellow is so busy, and he's so many different fields and different paddocks and everything. He can yeah. use it to tell him when he spread the paddock. And yeah, yeah. All that he can go back in this and all this. He was explaining it to me there one day. Yeah, look, I, look, we have one contractor. Um, a massive user back west Cork okay and you know part of his his work is full time contract um, paddock spreading uh, with a mounted spreader you know for, for for local dairy farmers yeah. so you know accuracy is very important to him you know he has all the fields he's the mall mapped um, and you know he goes collects the fertiliser he he has exactly what he needs when I want to the paddock to put out whatever is required or whatever the, the, the rate is and 
job is done for for the owner. But this guy, Mark Troy, actually is the man's name, but is the contractor's name. But um, you know, he actually has a chap tractor and machine solely devoted to, to that type of work on, on on a daily basis back back Corkside. Yeah, but your look, it's coming, and that's what it's going to be. Was it? Like it, look, it, absolutely, it is coming, and, and, and like section control is there, variable rate control is there, ice the bus, okay, it's there, you know, all that, all that, all that's there at the moment, okay, and obviously it's been refined and becoming better. And I suppose what's happening is, is that yeah, you will see it with the, with the bigger operators, but it is actually winding its way, you know, down to down to down to the individual farm. It will, of course, eventually, because like, like, the cost of fertilizer. Like one bag, one ordinary bag, small bag of fertilizers, twenty odd euros. Well, look, I'm I'm a part time stocker farmer myself, okay, and I know it costs me to have it bushed by eighteen six twelve, kind of something like three seventy or three eighty a ton, okay. So it's it's yeah. not cheap. No, no, Colin. Unfortunately, we're we're running desperately out of time, and we unfortunately we have to leave it at that. We could probably talk tractors in the future tractors and everything like that all day but come here thank you for coming on with us and maybe no problem if wheelands or you do get going with this new venture with yourself some wheelands you might let us know and sure we might come and talk to you on the day or whatever something like that absolutely absolutely great to do that look thanks for the time and thank you to the listeners thank you no thank you colin bye-bye bye-bye That was absolutely brilliant. Thanks again there to Colin, uh, Colin Leeson. Like I said, Colin is uh, he's Mr. Massey. He's, I suppose he's, we call him Mr. Massey, the Massey man for Ireland anyway. Thanks again to Colin. And of course, a massive thank you there in Tralee to Kerry uh, Tractors, to Don Holland and Co. Um, it was Don that put me in touch with Colin and um, I appreciate that. Um, uh, Don has a, a massive selection of, we're going to give Don a plug here now, Don has a, a massive selection of tractors inside in Tralee in the Mart complex there out Carcelli. Um He's a vast selection of both new and very good quality, top quality second hand machines and like we said there to Colin, Don is at this game a long time and um, Don looks after his, his customers so if you're in the market for a a new tractor there. Call on to Don and sure look, he, he, he might look after you and tell him Morgan sent you. Tell him Colin Gleason sent you. That, that, that might be a, a better... He, Colin Gleason might have a bit more pull than I have. Now, unfortunately, of course, we had a bit of a, a mishap. I spoke to another man um, yesterday morning, Thursday morning, and um, if any of you are in the vintage world... You will know this man. He's a, a man by the name of Moss Trent. Moss Trent is in Tralee. Um, Moss Trent ploughed... He ploughed for Ireland, as far as I know. Um, with horses. Horses is, is Moss's thing. Um, Moss started off going away back in the 70s, I suppose. He started off with PMPA and so on and so forth. And he had Belarus tractors. And he sold Belarus tractors. And he was a mechanic and... He went on and Moss is his own garage own tree. But Moss is a mind a mind of information. Moss gave me a fantastic rundown on everything Massey right up until kind of the, the early to mid eighties. But unfortunately uh, I didn't record all what Moss had to say 
it just didn't come out it didn't sound right and I don't know for some reason uh, we'll call it a technical issue it didn't record but I'm going to I said it to Moss already and um, Moss said no problem and he's going to record it again with me um, in the next couple of days so we'll have Moss Trent on for you next Friday morning at maybe quarter past 20 past 8 there thereabouts and Moss will again give us the the rundown of um, of of the older generation of Massey Massey tractors and so on and so forth my, my sincere apologies to, to my listeners for that um, but look likewise as you know we, we also have the um, the the YouTube channel which we're working on at the moment and there's a couple of videos up in that you get onto Morgan O'Flaherty, you'll find me there. There's a, a shot of videos up on it. Um, about David Brown's uh, Ford. I'm just trying to locate a Massey. There's a friend of mine as a, as a Massey. I might have a Massey up for you by the time maybe we talk to Moss, Moss Trent next Friday morning. And of course, we also have the podcasts um, on, on your favorite podcast apps. Very easy to find us. Um, if you have a friend, whether he be below New Zealand that wants to hear about Massey Ferguson's you can go into your favourite podcast type in Morgan O'Flaherty Country Life and you get it up or even go into Google and type in Morgan O'Flaherty Country Life um, it's the second one down I googled myself there yesterday and um, it's the second one down and you can find me from there and share it and send it on and look there's a couple of different ones up there there's we have a fantastic one for David Brown. We have uh, DeLorean cars. We have Volkswagens, all courtesy of Dave Corn. Um, we have one we done last week on Morris. Um, or the week before. What else do we have? There's Ford tractors. There's Ford cars. And like I said, there's David Browns. There's DeLoreans. There's the Shamrock car. If any of you ever heard of that, the Shamrock car that was, of course, built in Tralee. Um, so on, give a look at the, the podcast like I said Morgan O'Flaherty Country Life and that will that'll get me um, that's kind of it for myself we're after cutting it very short this week um, we, we, uh, I messed up my fault technical issue um, we'll have Moss Trent next week so like I said get on to the podcasts check out the, the YouTube channel Morgan O'Flaherty on YouTube uh, Morgan O'Flaherty Country Life on the podcast that'll find me and uh, of course, thanks. A big thanks to Patrick. We'd be absolutely, um, uh, I suppose, we're struggling as it is, but we'd definitely be goosed on you for Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. You're a, you're a legend. When it comes down to the editing and uh, taping together and uh, the making things sound a bit better. Um, I suppose that's kind of it, um, really and truthfully. And um, I'll talk to you all again next week. Stay safe, Walter. They're telling us there, we we'll keep the two meter distancing and um, look, that's all we can do. And um, I suppose, I know more, the other thing that's happening tomorrow that I know of, there's a tractor run in Abidorney in North Kerry tomorrow evening. And there's a, a car run Sunday in Abidorney in North Kerry. Um, of course, two meter social distancing advised there by all. Um, they're advising people not to get out of the cars and not to be walking around, just kind of no stops. It'll be just... Uh, a lap around the, the couple of local villages uh, with the tractors and 
I'm not too sure on the times, but look, Abidorni have a great Facebook page there. Abidorni Vintage Rally, and they have all the times and everything up there. It's tomorrow evening for the for the tractor run, and Sunday then for the cars. That's it. So again, thanks for Pat thanks to Patrick, and um, tune in to me next week, and we'll have a repeat or a, a re-recorded version of a Moss Trans Lowdown on um, on Massey Ferguson's. Thanks again there to Colin Colin Leeson for his um his I suppose his knowledge his information on Massey Ferguson's I suppose the more modern Massey Ferguson's um thank you again Colin for that and um everyone stay safe stay out there and keep the two meter distancing we're doing a fantastic job touch wood we're keeping our numbers down and um, that's it for myself you're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM I'm Morgan O'Flaherty um and I'll talk to you all next Friday morning. Thank you. You have been listening to Country Life, Morgan O'Flaherty on West Limerick 102 FM.